The name of today's reflection is the Mothers of the Cross serve in the awareness of who God is. And our whole reflection is going to be centered on number 20 of our path. It's called Mary in her humility proclaims the greatness of the Lord. It's on page 66 and 67 of the simple path. And through the help, through the grace of the Holy Spirit with Mary, we're going to go deep into this teaching from our Lord into our Blessed Mother's heart as our own formation of our feminine hearts. The Lord says to us, My soul proclaims the greatness of the Lord. My little one, these are the words from the mouth of my mother as she enters the home of Elizabeth. Ponder these words with me. My mother lived her life in praise of the Father. She lived in the constant awareness of who the Father is. Her soul was in a constant state of awe. At the moment of the incarnation, my human and divine heart was fused as one with my mother's and was consumed in the fire of love of the Holy Spirit. Together, we proclaim the greatness of the Father. In the knowledge of the greatness and majesty of God, Mary also had perfect knowledge of herself. Therefore, she states, that she is the handmaid of the Lord. I desire that you live more profoundly and perfectly in the knowledge of the grandeur, majesty, and goodness of Abba, our Father. In this way, you will live more perfectly as my handmaid. The perfect and holy handmaid of the Lord, Mary most holy, is moved by the Holy Spirit to serve her cousin Elizabeth. Do you understand, my little one, the direct correlation with the mothers of the cross? The Spirit of God moves the pure and humble of heart to serve as handmaids their brothers and sisters, sons and daughters, in the awareness of who God is in order to become the handmaids of God. The true knowledge of God will always move a soul to serve in pure humility. You are the handmaids of the Lord. 
serve one another in the awareness of the immensity of God's love. What I feel our Blessed Mother is pointing out to us, her daughters today, is that Jesus is teaching us about our Blessed Mother. And the whole teaching is first and foremost centered on Mary's centeredness of being. Her whole heart, her whole womanhood, her whole soul, her center of being is living in the awareness and knowledge of who the Father is. Service comes at the end of this teaching. And Mary's service flows from her centeredness in the knowledge of who the Father is. I realize that what's so off with Mar the, the, the story of Martha and Mary is not so much that Martha was doing all the cooking. Martha's service was not centered. Her whole being was not focused on the knowledge of who the Father is. So her service was disoriented. And because her service was not centered in God, she immediately falls into criticism and judgment of Mary. And that's what happens to us. Who is the Father? We learn first and foremost that Mary lives her life on earth in praise of the Father, in the constant awareness of who the Father is, and in a constant state of awe, of surprise, of knowing the Father. Mary lives as one heart with Jesus, and their greatest union together is not service. It is loving, honoring, and knowing as one heart the Father. They, Jesus and Mary, the two hearts together, live their life on earth, proclaiming his goodness, majesty, mercy, faithfulness, love, tenderness, compassion, forgiveness. The scriptures are full of passages that tell us about who the Father is. We have been reading in the Mass from Exodus, the life of Moses. And it tells us in chapter 34, verse 6 through 7, The Lord passed before Moses and proclaimed, 
the Lord, the Lord, a God merciful and gracious, slow to anger, and abounding in steadfast love and faithfulness, keeping steadfast love for a thousandth generation, forgiving iniquity and transgression and sin. In Isaiah chapter 49, verse 15 through 16, it describes the father in this beautiful way. Can a woman forget her nursing child? Or show no compassion for the child of her womb? Even these may forget. Yet I will not forget you. See, I have inscribed you on the palms of my hands. These words from Isaiah need to become one with us. Because as I pondered them again for this teaching, I realized there are many men and women who have a very hard time coming to know the Father because they were not loved in a gentle, patient, tender, cariñoso, way. And here the Lord says, even if you were forgotten, abused, not loved by your mother or father, I, your father, have not forgotten you. I, your father, have not stopped loving you. You are inscribed in the palm of my hand. This meditation needs to bring us, as it did in 2017, to who is the Father. We need to ask ourselves, have I come to know him personally? Do I live in a constant state of, of awareness, of awe and praise because I truly know him? The path doesn't just bring us to the cross into the sacred heart of Jesus. Jesus came on earth to draw us all into himself so that through him, with him, and in him, we can come back home into the embrace of our loving Father. The path brings us to the Father, and it is through the Father with the Holy Spirit that we live on earth, thy kingdom come, in the love of the Most Holy Trinity. Mary lives a difficult life Mary lives hardships, 
tribulations, disappointments, many piercings and sorrows, along with many joys. And Mary is perfect because she never, in the midst of her suffering, she never loses her centeredness in who the Father is. And therefore, it is only in her knowledge of who the Father is with Jesus that she is able to suffer all with perfect peace, faith, hope, and love. And as mothers of the cross, we need to ask for the grace of the knowledge through Christ of who the Father is personally for us so that when we suffer, we never move out of the Father's loving embrace as he reveals in the prodigal son. Our Lord in 2019 spoke to us for Lent. And I was amazed to read this message from the Lord again because I didn't quite capture the first time what I felt our Lord wanting and our Blessed Mother for us mothers of the cross to capture for this month. Our Lord said to us, this was March 14th of 2019. You all received this message. The Lord said, I am making all things new. Do you think that my death and resurrection was useless and powerless? No, my little one. I am making all things new. Yet few believe. Now look what the Lord says. This is why they don't believe. They have not come to know me, my Father, and the power of the Holy Spirit. If my words remain in your hearts, you will persevere through the many trials predestined for you to suffer. And look what the Lord says again. For the glory of God. Our suffering is for one thing. To bring God glory first and foremost. Jesus' suffering on earth was to glorify the Father. Mary's suffering with Jesus glorified the Father. And our suffering united to the two hearts must be to bring glory to God. And then the salvation of countless souls. The Lord continues and says, I desire to see each of you rejoicing always in good times and in bad. Because you have come to believe that I am with you. Through Jesus, with Jesus, and in Jesus, Abba Father is with us. You have come to taste the goodness of the Lord. 
Joy is the fruit of trust, and therefore my followers live in the praise of God. My followers live like Mary, praising God in all things. My witnesses will be known in the world through the light of praise and joy that radiates from your lives. Now we're going to go to the ending part of the teaching of number 20 on service. And the one sentence I'm going to focus here on is this. The Spirit of God moves the pure and humble of heart to serve. In the awareness of who God is, in the awareness of the immensity of God's love. First, it tells us that the Spirit is able to move. This is what Father Ron is always speaking to us about, life in the Spirit. It requires to live life in the Spirit, two things, a pure and humble heart. That is why, as a community, as we live the path, we are in a constant state of purification. Recently, we had the teachings on hypocrisy. Why? Because the Spirit is moving us to a greater purity of heart and greater humility. Isaiah, chapter 49, verse 1 and 3, speaks about this service beautifully in this way. The Lord called me from the womb. From the body of my mother, he named me. And he said to me, you are my servant, Israel, in whom I will be glorified. Jesus' greatest desire for each of us is to serve the Father in him in order that our faith, hope, and love of him glorifies him. A mother of the cross is who? What is our mission? I went back to our website and I was reading. I really encourage all of you to visit our website. It is truly a gift from God. And it said some of these things of who we are, our service. It talks about our service, who and what and for what. Who, the identity, is a mother of the cross. It says, as mothers of the cross, we are called to serve one another as victims of love. It says, the mothers of the cross unite their fiat to my mother of the cross as victim intercessors. We need to learn a lot about victim intercessors as we've been reading about Moses. Because Moses, what a beautiful victim intercessor. Recently we read in the scriptures that he takes off the veil to enter the presence of God. 
He comes transparent, unveiled before God the Father. That is where the path brings us. First and foremost, to be with Jesus before Jesus crucified, unveiled of our masks, of everything in us that is not who we are. Moses speaks to the Father as a child with trust, for he knows the goodness of the Lord and he intercedes for the stiff-necked people. His intercession is blessed by the mercy and kindness of our Father. Do we come and intercede in Christ before the Father with that knowledge of him like a child? That's how God the Father wants us. I mean, focus on his face. Is that a tyrant that we need to be afraid of? Who we are as mothers of the cross also says this. It is the hidden force of the mothers of the cross that will help to bring to life the dead bones of my sons. That's what Mary does. And God is telling us that more and more as our hearts are purified, and made clean, and our hearts are humbled, he will bring back to life many through us. But it is all rooted on one thing, love. So how does the Father love? This morning I want to focus on four qualities. Grief, desire, hope, and endless waiting. Let us begin with grief. Henry Nowen tells us that as father, Abba, the only authority he claims for himself is the authority of compassion. That authority of compassion comes from letting the sins of his children pierce his heart. That is what the father does. And that is exactly, remember, the father and the son are one. To know the son is to know the father. Jesus allows himself to be pierced by all our sins because he is love. And that is exactly how the Father loves. There is no lust, greed, anger, resentment, jealousy, or vengeance in his lost children that has not caused immense grief to his heart. The grief is so deep because the heart is so pure. My sisters, the path brings us to heal 
our wounds so that we can be again women that enter the profoundness of our pain. We cannot live as mothers of the cross if we first and foremost cannot enter the grief of the piercings of our own hearts with God. One of the meditations of today's rosary came from an experience I had on Divine Mercy Sunday. It was the last day of our Love Crucified retreat in Mexico. And I went to the Divine Mercy Mass, and after I received communion, with tears, I closed my eyes and I, I said to the Lord, my prayer was, my Lord, receive my kiss of love. Receive my kiss of gratitude. Receive my kiss of sorrow. I had a profound sorrow in my feminine maternal heart. And from that sorrow, I asked Jesus on Divine Mercy Sunday to set a priest free. And I thought, this is Divine Mercy. The Lord is going to grant us whatever we ask for in Divine Mercy. So I thought he would just receive my prayer and my sorrow and at some point set this priest free. <laughs> to my surprise, I've been learning for months since that day what the Lord did, and it was the meditation I had you do. At the moment I asked the Lord to set this priest free, interiorly in my heart I saw the Lord come up to me. He was wearing the crown of thorns, and he was all bloody. He didn't say a word. His gaze pierced the depth of my soul. And he bowed his head. And instinctively, I saw myself take his crown of thorns off his head. And then I could see myself just standing, looking at him with his crown of thorns in my hands. And then the Lord takes the crown of thorns gently from my hand and places it on my head. This was how the Lord was answering my prayer. It's taken me months since Divine Mercy Sunday to live this experience and understand it, to be able to teach it to the mothers of the cross because it's for all of us. First and foremost, the crown was Jesus' crown. And what he was saying and teaching me was exactly the life of Mary. What has been crowned since that day is my feminine heart. And in my feminine heart, I am crowned with the brokenness the hypocrisy, 
the sin, the disorders of this soul and others. And I've had to learn through this teaching that this is who I am as a mother of the cross. And in this crown, it's the crown of salvation. It's the crown of glory on earth. I have had to enter into the grief of my Abba, seeing, feeling his grief, suffering this grief with him, begging him in his grief to set free mostly the men I am called to bring up and transform. But I live more and more with this crown in my heart. And it is a constant grief. Whenever I'm in silence, especially the pain is there. This is more and more how I learn that God teaches us to be spiritual mothers. The call of a mother of the cross to be spiritual mother, I think is very misunderstood by many women. Many, many women want to be spiritual mothers in order to be close to a priest. But actually, the authentic call to be a spiritual mother is the opposite. It is in the spiritual motherhood of Mary, in the grief of the father and the son with the crown of thorns embedded in our hearts. That is the power of spiritual motherhood. A sister in our community, Amy, wrote these words and gave me permission to share with you. She said, as I pray these last weeks, it seems as though the woman has to and will always be the vessel of healing for the men. But in order for me to do that, any pride, hardness of heart, judgment, and expectation have to be replaced with the Eucharistic love of Christ that has planted deep in my heart so that I can truly be through him, with him, and in him. It makes my heart wonder and pray about whether most men have the capability without the woman going first to be the vessel of offering and sacrifice. And I thought, wow, thank you, Amy because she is so right. And from the beginning, the Lord told me, it is through the mothers of the cross that the missionaries of the cross will be raised up and become who they're called to be. And that missionary of the cross really represents all our men. 
the second aspect of loving with God, desire. What is the desire of Abba, Father? To bring his children home, to live in the joy of the banquet of God's love. His desire is that every person may come to know him, his goodness, his love, his mercy, his patience, and to love him and honor him. That is the sole desire of our Father. Therefore, what did I learn? I have learned since receiving this crown of thorns that I had to go through living more profoundly the first nail in chapter four. In order to enter and live only in the desire of my father, I have to crucify my desires. For many women, it means sometimes that we have to crucify our desire for true intimacy of heart with a man in order solely to live for the desire through this constant grief of bringing the men into the arms and back home to the Father. I am willing to crucify my most profound feminine desire as my sacrifice of love in order solely more and more to live in the desire of the Father. That is a victim of love. In 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 11 through 12, St. Paul says, For while we live, we are always being given up to death for Jesus' sake, so that the life of Jesus may be made visible in our mortal flesh. So death is at work in us, but life in you. As women, when we crucify our deepest feminine desires, we experience truly a death, an interior death of our hearts. This is the death that brings life. This is the death that St. Paul writes about that he lives, but that brings life to others. This is the death of a hidden victim of love. The third aspect of loving with the Father is to love in his hope. Again, the Lord said to us, it is the hidden force of my mothers of the cross that will help to bring to life the dead bones of my sons, meaning priests. I need to live the grief 
that God permits in my heart in this crucifixion, begging for constant hope in what God has promised us. The hope that comes only as Mary from never losing sight of who God is. That God is God. God is great and all-powerful and almighty. God is making all things new. We have to, as sisters of the community, remind each other, especially in accompaniment, when we see each other in our humanity lose our centeredness, when we are no longer living our service and our doing solely for the glory of God. And the fourth way we love divine with divine love, which is very difficult, is in Abba's endless waiting, which is the same endless waiting of Jesus in the Eucharist. Just ponder when you're before the Lord how he waits and waits and waits. It is God the Father with Jesus in the Holy Spirit in the Eucharist waiting. The Father does not force, constrain, push, or pull. The Father does not control us. He has given us total freedom. Jesus Christ intercedes before the Father for us and waits. We have to purify many times as women how we try to insist on our ways. As St. Paul tells us in Corinthians chapter 13, how we try to push and make happen how we try to force so many times and we have to learn to wait wait in the father in the son and i'd like to end by what i asked you to read from our website on who we are in the section of the gaze of love mary's tenderness and the whole key here is silence. What I learned these past few months is that the only way that I could live remaining centered in the grief that God was permitting in my feminine heart, in that hope, in that waiting, in his desire, was to enter silence. It was the only way. Silence in prayer, silence before him. The more silent I was, the greater I was able to persevere in accepting and in suffering, in loving. The moment I moved out of that silence, it was a greater struggle. A great sign of a maturity of a mother of the cross is her ability to more and more live 
in that silence, her martyrdom, in the silence of Mary. And this, what the path teaches us, it says, I need you. I need each of you to bring my tenderness and mercy to the world. It is love manifested through the tenderness of God that has the power to touch the hardened hearts of many souls. My little ones, learn from Mary, the mother of God and your mother. Her tenderness is manifested in her silence. Ponder that, my sisters. Her tenderness is not manifested in her words. In her silence, as the love and mercy of God radiates from her gaze. Her gaze is the gaze of God. And her gaze has the power to penetrate the darkness of Satan. God the Father desires that each of you become the gaze of Mary upon the earth. He's even telling us the desire of the Father for the mothers of the cross. The Lord is telling us that God's the Father's desire that we become the gaze of Mary. Why? The gaze of Mary is the gaze of Abba. And I asked the Lord, how, my Lord, do we become Mary's gaze? And look at what the Lord says. By learning to live my tenderness through silence. My little ones, the eyes are the window of the heart. And it is I who dwells in your hearts. You must believe that through your fiats to be my victim souls, I have taken my abode in your hearts. Allow my merciful love to radiate through your gaze through the power of silence. The power of God radiated through Mary, through the power of her silence. We end this teaching by turning our hearts to our Blessed Mother. Our Blessed Mother, receive our prayer today. Receive our hearts still so broken and wounded still so contaminated, but we give them to you with the perfect faith and hope and love in you that our hearts will be transformed through your Son in the love and in the gaze of our Heavenly Father. Amen.